This is Josh from Two Fab Dudes, and you're listening to episode number 267 of the 360 Vegas Podcast. Check out their blog at 360VegasPodcast.com or send them an email at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. You can support the podcast financially by shopping on Amazon. Go to the blog and click on the corresponding banner and buy all your Vegas vacation necessities. <laughs> it's that easy to give them money without giving them money. Or you can just give them money by donating via PayPal. A link to that is on the blog at 360VegasPodcast.com. If you want some exclusive 360 Vegas merch, check out the link for Zazzle on the blog as well. Warning, the hosts really enjoy recording the show, and they can be pretty damn hilarious. <laughs> so as a result, they laugh a lot. If you don't like it, then don't listen and sashay away. <laughs> if you listen and have a complaint, please write it out on a 3x5 index card, fold it up, and shove it up your ass. Enjoy the show! Day after tomorrow, gentlemen. We'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24 hour a day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Barrage, Riviera, the Mirage, Flamingo, Sahara, and the MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Oh my god, it's been so long since we've had an intro and it was Josh Fab, dude. That was amazing. Oh, I love it. Outstanding. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Thank you, Josh. Oh my god. The guy is awesome through recording of intros as he is online. That's yeah. That is awesome. That just made my day. Oh my god, I was so happy to hear that. (laughs) All right, so much good, Tony. Why don't you why don't you tell him about Zorkfest? My pleasure. Don't forget that Zorkfest 2018 is Friday through Sunday, May 25th through the 27th at Treasure Island, just before the start of 360 Vegas Vacation 6. Learn to travel smarter for less money with tips from industry experts on credit card strategies, booking tools and various loyalty programs to maximize your comps, your tier levels, and your elite status, all while having fun doing it. Register to attend ZorkFest 2018 at ZorkFest.com and use the promo code ZORK360 to receive $10 off the price of admission. So I told Karen I was going to admit it right off the bat. This is why I was like, (laughs) we're going to start the show, we're going to start the show, and everyone don't say anything because I'm going to own up to, first of all, that intro was amazing. I, uh, I love so those it so much. Made that, me so happy. So, so, uh, I love them. They're so much fun. The thing I get the, the biggest kick out of is we, we have a script that we run off of. So, obviously, we're, we, they've heard it enough times yes. that he can just go or, with or, it. Or they made the effort to write it down. Like, there's just, uh, there's little things that to me I'm like on, I can't believe someone took the time to listen and, and write and it, it down. And it's or, almost word for word. Yeah. Uh, usually it's, it's their own personal inflection that's on there. But yeah, when they, Either that or they heard it so many times that they could recite it in their head. I picture um, the Family Guy episode where uh, Quagmire and uh, Cleveland were stuck in the basement listening to the info channel of DirecTV. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're just reciting it word for word with them. Like, and you turn into this channel. And, and you, they're like monotone and just going after it. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's almost what I you feel like. Yeah, but you don't sound monotone for the record, Oh, no, 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 no. no. And nobody does because they, I mean, they all put their own spin on it, which I love so much. Yeah. But it's just, I I just, to your point about they took the time, they wrote it down. I'm like, oh, no, no, they can probably quote this in their head. They've heard it so many times. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so the thing I have to own up to, so, well, well, before we even get to that, it's coming. Episode 1 of 360 Vegas POV is done. It's ready for release. And so you can enjoy it while on your flight to 360 Vegas Vacation 6, we're going to release it earlier than we usually release new shows. 
we're going to release it that Friday, May 25th, along with the companion video, which is not going to be normal for the record. <laughs> At least we, we, we think it's not going to be We're normal. trying to suck them in. There's a lot of things that is still up in the air about this, but I'm too excited to share this and then not at least share that as well. That being said, I'm already thinking of E2, and I'm like, oh, my God, i got to get that video out, too, at the same time. That would be so amazing. But, but anyway, what do you have to own up to? Uh, it's, and, and, it's regardless. We, we are <laughs> <laughs> so we are still – so, like I said, you're getting it uh, Friday, May 25th. The Companion video is coming out at the same time. For Patreon people only, we're still discussing – I mean, we're probably still going to do a PCP for at least the, the podcast version of it. But the video right now, we are still discussing when and or if that's ever going to make it to general release. And if it is, how it's going to do it. Because pretty fucking badass. <laughs> so, so segueing to that, the thing I have to own up to is I have harassed my co-hosts here many times for being late to the show as I'm ready. And as a side effect of this new project that you're you're going to get to enjoy here soon the desire to take even more of my own high quality for vital vegas-esque fucking photos has has really kind of taken hold so i i went out and got myself a, a, a top quality camera and i've been you're practicing with it i mean because it's like anything else you you gotta i mean listen to the first couple fucking shows of this thing it's not nearly as good as it is now but so i've been practicing and completely fucking lost track of time and we had like i had to get that that audio ready to go i needed to to charge so, up so what the i'm hearing Bluetooth. is he's putting all these excuses tony because he's for how long has he been giving a shit about you're not ready same time every week you always know <laughs> you're not doing it it's not happening so I walk upstairs, and he's literally still plugging in my microphone. Nothing is set up and ready for me. And I'm like, so what's the deal? He's like, I, I, I lost track of time. I just I got distracted. I'm like, oh, really? Did you? Did you now? What time do we record? Same time every Friday. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's, so let's put this in proper context. You're late because you're too fucking busy doing whatever the fuck you want to do or drinking or dicking around or watching fucking stupid TV shows you should be embarrassed for watching or all this shit. <laughs> I, I don't know what the fuck Tony's doing. Odds are getting oh, I know drunk, what Tony's doing. Yeah. He's drinking. Um, and hanging out with his yay. awesome wife, Jen. Right, yeah. Dinner's running late, playing with the dog, whatever it is. I am late for the first time in fucking recorded history because I was doing what? working on other show things to make this even better. So so what it boils down to is when I'm late, it's because I'm trying to make it better. When y'all are late, it's because you're fucking selfish. What, no, what, you're, what you forget to mention is this show is your life. <laughs> Tony and I have other lives. We like hanging out with you, and that's why we show up for. It's a true story. And really, I'm showing up for Karen. <laughs> oh, see, see, now you've taken something where I was like, I'm doing all this for all of you. I'm like, we know it. It's sad. But we just come to hang out with you for a little bit. Pity you. <laughs> we're not going to let you feel justified in this. You are gonna, we're going to find any possible way There's to make you feel There's justification in there somewhere. I've completely, That's fine. You, you can create your own. We're I've still going to give you shit. I, I've lost it now. I, like, I was really confident in that statement moments ago. But now I'm like, I, I, it doesn't seem like I should be proud of what the argument I made. But... But you I are. Was. You I are. should have been. You are. I, moments you know ago. You owned it. That's okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, let's start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. The International, a.k.a. Hilton, LVH, and Westgate, was the first Vegas property to use the three-wing hotel design, also known as the hug concept. The Mirage, Treasure Island, and Monte Carlo all use the same concept, Bellagio and Venetian are variations of that concept, when an encore are considered to be further evolutions of the space. Got that from... Tell me more. What? <laughs> you want to know more about the hug concept? The yeah, hug. I don't get it. So the, the idea of the hug concept is when you, when you have a tri-wing... Is it really a hug or a hub? No, it's a hug. It's oh, supposed see. to be welcoming. It's, it's a hug. Like, come, please come to oh, me. Oh, see, I read it in the notes when he said hug, and it sounded to me like when you recorded it, you said hub. So I'm like, all right, he, he corrected himself. Like, where you have a central 
tower entrance, and then you have the wings that kind of span off from there. No, no, no. It's known. It's known as the hug concept, and what it's meant to do is it's meant to the 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 way that they they have the. Uh, Similar to what you were describing, where you've got like your center, right. and then you've got three branches off from yeah, there, basically, that, that for, and, and in kind of a, a triangle. Right. And the idea is, on every side of them, it creates an open-armed sort of welcoming hug idea. Like it, it's arms extended to the side, but leaning forward specifically because that would be more of a trying to draw you in, and that that's the idea behind the hug concept. They did the, the tri-tower so that way it was welcoming in every direction that you looked at it. And then the Bellagio started, like the, the Venetian did something similar, but there's a longer version of it. So it doesn't work as well oh. on the two sides. There's a very long. Like, like if you look at, at... I've nicknamed my penis Venetian. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at, at Treasure Island Monte Carlo... Yay, bourbon. He just, he just keeps on going. He's like, Mar- I'm going to talk about he this. He asked. He asked you. You're getting it. Uh, if you look at those towers, they're all equal in size. I think Mandalay Bay is similar, where they're all equal in size in their, in their, their tribe right. towers. Well, Venetian is a little more extended, and actually, even today, international is a little more extended. You're extended, Tony. And what they, <laughs> what they, they, so, so that that elongated the, or it, it ruined the. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it anymore. I, You've all ruined it. I know. I'm sorry. I've ruined it. I apologize. You asked for more. I hope. I hope listeners are infuriated. I'm like, oh, so into the hook cuts. I'm sure they're all like, dude, it's the, they're talking about dicks. It's hilarious. <laughs> normally, Mark, normally you really like dicks. I'm like, I'm not saying I don't like dicks. I'm just saying I'm talking about the hug concept right now. <laughs> it's unfair. Tony said, tell me more about the hug concept, and then he completely derailed it. Well, and I am. It is inherently the nerd thing that you can always get me to do. Like, oh, oh you're interested in this thing that I know so much about, and, and, and nobody is ever interested in well let me tell you but oh you're not really interested in it are you i think he was i think we just got I started off very much so yeah and, and and i will you know i'm not bourbon but i'm alcohol infused so Be, beware anybody at 360 vegas vacation six don't bother asking about this because i will inevitably think that you're just fucking mocking me with this like there is tell no way the like, hug. Like, dude i seriously want to know more more about the hug i'm like i'm not fucking telling you about the fucking no, hug i know what you're doing <laughs> i know what you're doing and honestly i i really did think it was a typo i thought you meant hub and nope. that's what i thought you said when you said it the first time because i could see a hub whereas it's the center thing and it reaches out yeah. that being a hug there is nothing welcoming about most of those buildings i look at those buildings and think Okay, this is the cheapest way for them to only have to put one set of elevator banks in and right. get everybody to their rooms well, they don't. as quickly as possible. They don't. They have a central hub of elevators, but then the elevators in each... Well, that's fine, but the elevators are still in one spot yeah. versus, uh, like, I don't know, Caesars that well, the goes one thing this you have tower to, and that one, tower and yeah, this tower Yeah, the one thing you've tower. got to remember about architecture is so much of it is theoretical, which I think is what Steve Wynn loved about it. Like, so much of it was, like... Well, hold on. Think about it. Like, like uh, there's this warm, cozy feeling that you want to create here, and we're gonna do that with this building that's 60 stories tall. Like, how, wh- how are you I gonna do that? I don't know that I've ever looked we'll at a building. We'll curve it to an angle. Well, if there are any buildings in Vegas that I would say to me look like they might be a hug, it would be Win and Encore. That's because they they are Bellagio is considered the next evolution of that because it started the curve. The first evolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, they started the curve, but it still had the back part of that tower. They, they still have a bit of a jettison behind it. And when uh, an encore was, they're like, we, we don't need that at all. Yeah, I mean, those are the only two that I would say look like a hug. Everything else feels like a hub and spoke thing to me. Yeah. But, yeah. How about the twit pick of the week? I've never been one to lament the virtual elimination of the small business. I fully support property consolidation. If only so low rollers have more options while still being able to get credit for their action, as long as you know it's kept within reason. Antitrust regulations are there for a reason. That being said, I get it. Especially when I look at the Twit Pick of the Week, brought to you by at Sumacorp. It's a picture of Fremont Street circa 1963. And while all these structures still exist in one form or another, the only one that is today what it was in 1963 is Golden Gate. The rest have been repurposed or absorbed by its neighbors. 
well, not not all repurposed. They've either been repurposed or absorbed by its neighbors. <laughs> and honestly, my real disappointment may simply be an excessive desire for more signage or or different signage. Although, the more I kind of look at this picture, the more I start to think, I, I prefer the way it is now, minus the Fremont Street experience canopy. But thank you, pictures, for allowing me to enjoy things as they existed in the past while not forcing me to have to live them in the present. And I would totally cheat on my wife with that mint marquee sign. I'm just saying. I would totally. I would, I, I, I'd totally be able to tell because you come back with scratch marks all I, over I'd your face. I'd, so. <laughs> I'd, I'd, ma I'd make. Why is there neon all over your penis? I'd, this is this is weird. Why are you glowing? I, I'd make sweet, <laughs> sweet love and get third degree burns from that sound. <laughs> it is a it is a very cool picture, and and some of the other folks that have then posted pictures from the opposite side, so you can see then almost essentially where the person was standing taking that picture. It's. It's very cool. Yeah. Well, as always, we'll link this photo to our blog and feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which you should be listening to, which you should be seeing right now. <laughs> <laughs> he tries so hard. Whatever you're listening to it. Whatever listening, <laughs> watching, whatever. Let's move into the news. Love Sugar is coming to Link. Last week, we reported plans for Itzuger to open up a flagship <laughs> location in Bally's Grand Bazaar with a giant gumball machine marquee front door. <laughs> I love it because they think they're clever. And I'm like, I inadvertently found a way to repronounce this and like, insult you really at the same time. It, it sugar. It sugar. It, it sugar. Right. It sugar. Yeah, you're right, because anytime you see the the apostrophe after something, it's meant to be like... Uh, like Possessive. Like, right, right. But I don't care. It's Ugger. <laughs> this, week, <laughs> this week, Eater Vegas reports that I Love Sugar will create an even bigger concept in the Link Promenade. It will take over the space formerly home to the Kitson Department Store and current tenants, Welcome to Las Vegas gift shop will relocate to another space in the promenade this June. That's where we went and got my uh, yeah, Bear Makes Me Awesome Bear shirt. Yeah, Makes Me Awesome, yeah. I know. I always thought that space was like, what the fuck? Although I don't think a candy store is going to be better, but I always thought it was weird to have a department store in there. Ish. I guess it was I, don't, really. I, I wouldn't call it a department store. I'd call it a sundry store. That's, that is better. You know, it's funny. when I remember when I read this story, I was like, department store? Let's calm the fuck down. It wasn't a Sears, all right? Let's, everyone... Yeah, no, and you, you couldn't find home goods and everything else. There. <laughs> right. It's literally right. a sundry store for the hotel. In addition to their signature attraction, promoted as the largest gummy bear in the world at five pounds at 10 inches tall, plans are to build a bar and restaurant on the second level of the shop. Exactly where I love, or exactly when I love sugar will open in the Link Promenade is still TBD. Doesn't that sound like the, the nightmare situation we talked about? Like, going, sugar and alcohol is the worst thing you can think of. I, I have no interest in this whatsoever. I just think this is no. awful. And a five-pound gummy? Are you fucking kidding me? I know, right? That, 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 that sounds like it would feel like death in you. Well, you'd have to share it. There's no way you could eat well, five pounds of gummy. Well, I didn't think you would consume five pounds of gummy. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> I just imagine some Vegas vacationer uh, hanging out by the pool, like, on. Oh, look, he got one of those gummies, guys. It's crazy. But, like, wait, so would you throw that away? Like, you just seem like nibbling on, like, a last piece of it. Like, on, would you throw that whole thing away? Like, no, finish it. Like, you ate five pounds of gummy bear, you fucking oh, psychopath. Right. Oh. Just to be clear, if any of our 360 Vegas vacationers do buy that, I will uh, great outdoors you to ensure that you eat that entire thing in one setting. <laughs> There's nothing but fat and gristle left on that. Yup, he's got to eat it. Okay. Now, that might be a reference I don't get, but okay. Great there is a then? scene from the Great Outdoors that had John Candy and um, Dan Aykroyd in it. Yeah. Okay, and never, they never saw that movie. It's it it was you know what it's 
a good 80s movie. And the reference that I'm making is it was one of those restaurants where if you eat the, and I'm making this up, the 15-pound steak in an hour and a half, you get it for free and everybody at the table eats for free or something crazy like that. And so John Candy orders this giant steak and he eats everything but the fat and gristle that was in or around or a part of the steak. And so the waiter comes over and Dan Aykroyd, says, you know, give us our free meal. And the guy said he hasn't completed it yet. Dan Ackard goes, well, there's nothing but fat and gristle left on the plate. <laughs> Waiter looks at him and goes, yep, and walked away. <laughs> so, yeah, just forewarning, anybody buys a five-pound uh, gummy bear, so you will be shamed. Okay, funny little tag on to that story. A friend of mine, if you've ever been to Shula Steakhouse, they have a couple of them, and I think there's one in Chicago. Obviously, like Don they Shula? Yeah, so that there have several of them in Florida, but we were there. They have one at one of the Disney properties. I think it's the um, the Swan and Dolphin, one of them. Yeah. Um, but we went there, and he got the forty-eight ounce porterhouse. I think Swan. No, port- or Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should serve. Yeah. Kind of. No. Kind of seems like they're deceiving me in what they're serving at the <laughs> Swan and Dolphin. <laughs> Anyway, so he, he ordered that and actually ate the whole thing. And the waiter came over with a little flashlight to check it out because the bone was still there. And he ate the whole thing and he got his name up on a plaque because he, he, see, he ate the whole thing. And I was like, what's wrong with you? There's no. some things that they're like, congratulations, look what you did, while the rest of us look at it like going, you disgusting Oh, no, he was, he was saving up for this. Like, he had not eaten all day. He was like, oh, bring it on. And I will say the steaks that were really good. But yeah, he ate the whole like so, and it's forty. So forty-eight ounces is four pounds, but you have the bone on there, which is probably at least a pound. He wouldn't eat any sides. He didn't eat anything else. He just ate the steak, and he sure. ate it all in one sitting and cleaned it That's off. That's how you do it. Got his name on the wall. So, congratulations, Ross. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and here's your free angioplasty. All <laughs> <I know>, right. <laughs> there are more plans for the link, by the way. Last week, we reported that Link has begun construction on the FlyLink zipline and voiced disappointment that it didn't appear the underused Vortex attraction on site wasn't going to finally have a purpose. Well, this week, we discovered additional renderings of the FlyLink concept that appear to indicate that the Vortex will somehow be incorporated in the attraction as something of a staging area, like the High Roller has with the bar to amuse those waiting for their turn on the attraction. That's what it looks like this is going to finally be something. Looks like in the rendering, because I say that knowing that in every rendering they've shown of the Link, they've always shown the Link in use with their little stupid shadowy digital people in those renderings, so who knows. The FlyLink station, the launching station, is going to be on the other side of that. It's just to the east of it. So it will also remove any quality view down the Link Promenade, which, honestly, the the view is always going to be the strip to begin with. So, yeah, there isn't really a good quality view down the Link Promenade because it has that little, like, jog in it where you, if you're facing it, you go left and then up and right, so you're not going to have a a big view there. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I guess not. That's interesting. Now that I think about that, because you're right, it's got that little, that little, I don't know it's, what you I call it. it a jog. It's a little, doo, doo, doo. I don't know, <laughs> sound effect. That's how, what it is. How does it go, Karen? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm thinking about that with the zip line. If you don't have a straight zip line, so it's got, it's going to have to be high enough up that you're just going. Oh, it's not going to go down the middle of the. Oh my God! I could did. you imagine? They'd be like running into the side of the wall. All of a sudden, they're going to have like this that, little spinner thing I would be that spins thrilled. them around and like shoots them back and sideways. Oh I my would God, that would be lo- funny. <laughs> like I think of like George of the Jungle, where it's just like wham, just watching these people. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be people. That's how. That's how you get people to go and to see, fucking that, vortex. That's how that you how you know that you're married to a woman that used to think Brendan Fraser was hot because you know that scene in George of the Jungle because I made you watch it so many well, times. Every, it, 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 that isn't the only version of George of the Jungle that has ever existed. You are aware that that thing existed. It was a crappy cartoon Wait, but for so years. What? It still had the same gag in it. They didn't come up with that. Brandon Fraser didn't be like, Oh, I know. Didn't I, be I, like. I know. <laughs> yeah. That was, he didn't be like. Yeah. yeah I got he didn't be like that. I know. <laughs> Let me back away cautiously. <laughs> in addition to that news, Vital Vegas reports rumors that the Margaritaville Casino and its 5 o'clock somewhere bar at Flamingo and the Tag Sports Bar at Link will be closing at their respective properties. Or at least reimagined. 
Plans are to rebrand the 5 o'clock bar, but it's unclear what the plans are for the casino or tag. It's also not clear what the plans are believed to be. What the fuck? Where was I going with that one? I don't know. Fucking something. <laughs> we don't know what they're doing with them. I'm bummed about the, the tag thing. We've hung out a tag a fucking lot. I love that place. I am bummed about that. I was, because honestly, I did look on the link on this, and I don't know if I, if there's something in the link that I'm, in our notes, not like link, link, but the link in the show notes that I'm missing. I didn't see any renderings there for what the vortex thing or the link whatever was going to look like. But I'm still skeptical. I don't think it'll be anything good. Did you see it, Tony, or was it just me? Might have just been me. I No, I, I did not. However, it just occurred to me that the going away of Tag Sports Bar is the first thing that... How do I want to phrase this? It's the first thing that's been a part of a Vegas vacation that's no longer there any longer. Is that accurate? Wow. Right? Because remember, we had a meetup. A year ago. Nope, Serendipity 3 is gone. Ah, uh, Serendipity, Serendipity 3 is gone. And that was the, was that the first meetup of the entire thing? Or no, was that, no, no, that was the next uh, day, grab lunch, brunch, snacky kind of thing. That's right. You win. You're right. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, never mind. Well, the first one that I really <laughs> cared I about. Was that? The I one appreciate Where I was you. the co-host. That I, really there mattered. Go. There you go. When you cared. That's all. Right, when, exactly. Since I when started I paying attention, <laughs> that's the first time I cared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got some Vegas water conservation going on. Yeah, so this is kind of a random Vegas rabbit hole thing that went awry, but I just thought it was too interesting to, to not share. So despite public misconception, the Las Vegas Strip consumes only about 1% of all the water allocated to the state from the Colorado River. The vast majority of the water used in public spaces for design elements and attractions is, known, is, is what is known as gray which is recycled water. It's not suitable, or at least it doesn't pass regulations for consumption, but it's otherwise sanitary and safe. It's usually, from my understanding, it's usually stuff from drinking fountains and showers and it's like it's not like toilet water or anything, but like washing your hands and stuff like that. Right. It's all that stuff that they run through a filter, right. but it doesn't make it good enough for you to drink. A casino's primary water consumption comes from collecting evaporation from cooling systems on property. Since 1991, each new casino plan has had to have a water conservation plan approved before construction permits could be issued. Some basic regulations they are required to adhere to is not having natural grass in the front of the property, I didn't know that, and only 50% in the backyards. To help them can, I can say- Sorry, the, the casino properties have backyards? I know, it's, I know it's, right. it's so funny that you said that because I remember writing it and thinking, well, they don't really have backyards. And I'm like, but I really like the idea of that they them have a backyard. backyard. <laughs> so I'm keeping it. <laughs> you really just hitting all the things that I'm like, oh, they're going to let me get away with it. Nope, they're not going to let me get away with it. There it is. <laughs> oh, so, so you're saying I'm being a good co-host tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a first time for everything. <laughs> exactly, right? That's what I'm saying. Mark it down. To help them conserve water, the Las Vegas Sun reports that Caesars Entertainment properties on the Strip use digital thermostats to detect if guests are actually in their room and adjust the room temperature accordingly. Couple that with low-flow bathroom fixtures, initiatives encouraging multiple use of towels and sheets, and the company saves roughly a million dollars in water costs and saves up to 17 million gallons of water a year. I, you know, all right, this is cool. That's at the end of the day, you've still built a giant, world-renowned city in the fucking desert. Right. Like this is, this is putting lipstick on a pig. If you're really concerned about water conservation, you don't build in the desert. Yeah, so, I, well, but I, I hold on. I gotta argue against that. If it's true that they only spend one percent of the water that they get from the Colorado River, whatever it is, yeah. yeah. Then, yeah, good on them. I well, mean, people, that's yeah, impressive. People, people look at Lake Mead all the time, like, going, oh, Vegas is just overdue. Sucking like, it going, dry. Like, that's not that. As a matter of fact, I don't know if a lot of people know this. Do you want to know why all that shit's happening? Like, why Lake Mead's receding? Because oh, California's California sucking it out. California is destroying yeah. it. 
Yeah, they're they're 100% yep. California's fault is, is why that that thing's going. Those damn Californians. That was the entire reason the Hoover Dam was built. I know. I just pissed off a third of the listenership, right? <laughs> no, they all know. <laughs> they're right. like, yeah, I want to take my 20-minute showers. I'm all right. <laughs> We're California, all right? <laughs> we fucking deserve it. No, in all seriousness, it's the agricultural crop oh, yeah. in California that sucks most of the water out yep. because that's their growing season is like all year round. So they just keep growing and growing and they're pulling it down and yeah. Well, I guess that's going to do it for uh, news. Let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, this week, the RJ reported that the recently released hotel casino plans for the 18 Fremont site will have 777 rooms. I this, this see this is why you gotta like Derek Stevens. Like, oh, I get it. Seven, seven, seven. Nope. <laughs> no, I don't want to say anything about it because I, I messed up the, you know. Coincident. Talked to the plans last year. I'm like, seven. that would be a better name than the. 777? Oh, no. 777? No. What do you mean? Triple sevens, maybe. Yeah. Of course. Why would I not think <laughs> you would call triple seven? Instead, I'm like, why would you call it seven, seven, seven? <laughs> that's stupid. But triple seven? Well, that's a winner right I there. know, right? <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like the D is the dumbest name ever. Yeah. Well, I learned. <laughs> we all did. It wasn't just you. Caesars Entertainment has joined the ranks of the progressive and is no longer screening for marijuana use in their pre-employment drug testing. The company's VP of Corporate Communications said, quote, we might be missing some good candidates, unquote, and felt continuing to discriminate based on the use of a legal substance, quote, counterproductive. <laughs> Every, everybody in Vegas just went, yeah! I know, right? <laughs> All the stoners are rushing over to go to Caesars now. Oh, uh, as, as, so as fast as stoners can rush. I, and I also, <laughs> I, also say that. I also do like that he clarified, and they're like, we might be. We're not sure. And we just figured we wouldn't screen them out to begin with. Just to see. Just, let's just give them a shot. Maybe. You know, maybe they're not a complete stoner. Maybe they just smoke on occasion. You know. Right. You know, all joking aside, I don't know that there's inherently anything wrong with that. You're going to find lots of people that are addicted to oxy or, you know, other opioid types. I mean, or, or they probably have a fair number of raging alcoholics that, that know, work right? for the corporation. <laughs> Why necessarily uh, eliminate someone because of their uh, enjoyment of the leafy green? Especially now that it's legal. I mean, it's well, now it's legal. Silly. It's a whole different story. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. silly. Since reopening in 2014, Vital Vegas reports that restaurants Clio and Bizarre Meat have generated more revenue for the SLS then it's casino. Wow. I don't know if that's accurate, but he's not well he's not known for being un- so flippant with his yeah. Yeah. I, I mean periodically he's been called for when things don't come to fruition, but he's, well, he's fucking so, inside so here's, shit happens. Here's the thing to consider because SLS, That it costs eight million dollars to eat at fucking Bizarre Meat? No. No. <laughs> no. So Cleo and Bizarre Meat are not owned by SLS. Yes, they are. Okay. All right, so there's still a possibility that they, they're, when they say they're generating more revenue, it could be because the leases that the properties have to, or the, the restaurants have to pay to the property. Okay. If there's no lease, then yeah, it's, it's, but that's totally what it still, is. But still, and I'm sure it is, this is a business. They, they, companies buy property and then lease it back to themselves. Well, but that, then that's a set lease. That's not a, they're driving more traffic, which Bizarre Meat should be because it's like the best restaurant on the planet. Well, I get, um, but to your point, if they're making more revenue for, actually, either way, either way, whether it's, if, if anything, it's actually kind of more sad. Oh, it, it, it's even more sad. If, it, if the if, only reason if it's just generating more revenue <laughs> is because they have a, fixed lease and the question is how is the lease so if the lease is a percentage of right, the restaurant uh, the sales set, yeah. Yeah. then yeah that that speaks more but to I mean, how well I mean, the restaurants if, are performing but but what if it were, were just no they just have like the biggest space so they're it's the most expensive to be there so like what you're telling me is anybody that you had in there would have would have made well, more than your casino I'm guessing they also set up that lease back when they thought it was going to yeah. Actually, be a hopping casino and hotel. It's, and it's, it's so not. weird. I want to reiterate: the only reason we're, we're snarky pricks about SLS failing is because being people who love Las Vegas and when they were working on this whole thing, they're like, well, "But what, wait a minute, how are you going to deal with this? You know, you're going to have a, it's going to be really tough being that far down there." 
and Sam Nazarian and company were just the most arrogant fucking pricks about we've done our, our study like we know how we're going to be able to address this like oh well, oh, I, well, I don't know why you're making me feel like an asshole I, I thought I knew a lot about the city I just I didn't understand I, I mean you still haven't answered the question well, but and okay. for the record aside from the weirdo uh, Teletubby sculpture out front <laughs> Pokemon I don't know whatever I, it is I got the reference <laughs> thank you um it, it's I love what they've done to the when you think about it with Sahara and then what it looked like is SLS it's a beautiful property so yeah. I give them credit for that but yeah how you're gonna put all that down there and well it's, yeah so the table limits where they were and everything else I'm just like you're not that so the hmm. the idea that all of it failed was like oh Oh, so we weren't the asshole, Sam. You were. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure that you always know that we were right because you were such a fucking prick when we dared to ask a question that now it's pretty fucking obvious why we were asking it. Eat a bag of dicks, SLS fucking would Sam. would have been more centralized to the strip. I think it could have done very, very well. I think it forgot its location and it's next to what was then the Riviera and the stratosphere and circus circus. It's just, you're, you're trying to draw a millennial crowd that wasn't interested in hanging out at Riviera and circus circus and the stratosphere. And they have such a uh, millennials in general, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but their attention span is very short. They want to go from one thing to the next. And they're basically saying, no, they'll, they'll be here. We'll keep them here. We'll keep them entertained. It was like, uh, it's not going to happen. I don't here think you, go. you will. Here you go. Let me explain why they, why they did it. This, this, this is really why they did it. They looked at Palms and they looked at Hard Rock and they were like, they were able to draw people away from the strip with these unique experiences that is is geared towards the young, but with nightclubs and live venues, and it's a hip and it's a cool place. And what they completely fucking forgot about was the strip has all that shit now. Back then, they didn't. And wait, that's I'm sorry. how they were able. SLS to pull. had uh, live venues and nightclubs. Oh yeah, they just lasted weeks, months oh, because okay. it was such catastrophic failures. Just checking. They had a whole pool club and a day club. The pool, the pool oh, club. Yeah. Was a whole, about. They, yeah. had a, they had a live venue where they worked directly with Live Nation. They were running or, or AEG or some some major ticket vendor that that was going to be driving people to them. And you're like, yeah. All that shit's available now. They got fucking, you know, the Access Theater and, and Park Theater and, yeah. and Coliseum. Like, they have all those things now. It's not, not it's not unique. You, you don't draw people that way now. I just think that we've, I honestly feel like we've spent way too much time talking about SLS. Yeah, fair. I, I think we were having a great conversation that you somehow <laughs> And it. then you just had to go and yeah, keep all Yeah, now you've ruined it. It's official. <laughs> Monte Carlo is no more. MGM Resorts officially rebranded the property Park MGM on Wednesday, May 9th. That being said, the project is still very much under development or redevelopment and is not expected to be completed until later this year. So I don't know if either of you guys have any experience with this, but so here's something that I, I would love to ask if you know I had the opportunity. What is the thinking behind officially renaming something when you're not done with it? It is not yeah. the idea of renaming something to put a, a put a new brand out there and say this is our this is our thing here. Look at this. Hey, Park MGM. Look at this. And you're like, oh, look at this new place. You're walking by like, what the fuck is this? Is there is there logic behind it that I'm not I'm not wrapping my head around? I don't know if you guys. There is not, and I think that there's good reason why the 360 Vegas Vacation Six itinerary states to go check out and mock the new. Monty Park <laughs> because it doesn't make any damn sense. Now, that being said, I was never overly impressed by the Monte Carlo. There was nothing about it that really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. So to convert it to anything new, I think, is is promising. But you're right. It seems like the coolest thing they could have done was waited until the 11th hour yeah. to put the new name up on it Drop and then the almost name. make that like the opening, like like pull the, the a covering off from it saying the Park MGM at the top of the building and make that its new, hey, here's our new you know building. And then call it Monte Carlo up until then. I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. But, hey. Who are we to judge Jim Murin? That man has just spun gold for that company. Well, so so you jumped on that before I was going to throw out an alternative line of thinking. Oh, but I can't since wait. Go, you go, just go. No, did no, no. that, go no, 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 right no, it was a great joke. No, come on, I just wanted to rip on Jim Murin. Go. Well, we can always do that. No, so 
to your point, Tony, if if Monte Carlo didn't have a a draw and attraction to anybody. I always liked the property. I would agree there's nothing there. I was like, oh, my God, I got to right. go to Monte I Carlo. Agree. But I liked it. I, I, I felt comfortable there. The, uh, the rooms were nice when we stayed. I, I had agree. no issue with it. So from MGM's standpoint, if you're trying to rebrand, at some point you have to, you know, draw the line and cut it off and say anything Monte Carlo is now out and done. You can't keep, you know, crossing over and, well, it's going to be the park. It's not quite the, it's still the Monte Carlo. We're not quite there yet. So my guess is that there is something from a, I don't want to say supply order, but there was something that they, they had to say, look, we just have to stop with Monte, Car- Monte Carlo and we just have to go over to park. And they flipped a switch. Okay. I see where you're going with that. You know, you're running out of napkins. We're like, we're not going to order more Monte Carlo napkins, but I don't understand why you can't just start phasing those things in there. And then don't officially refer to yourself as such until you're ready to. Maybe it's a soft opening. I don't know. I'm just, I, it doesn't bother me as much because everyone knew it's like it was happening. like an out-of-town preview in-town. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knew it was happening. Everyone knows it's changing. They've been so vocal about it. What does it matter that now it's official? See, I mean, who gives a I, shit? I, I know it's the... still under construction. They're still going to have a grand reopening thing whenever it's See, done. we say that. But the vast majority of the 40 million people that go to Vegas don't know that right. it's in transition. And so, quite honestly, the vast majority are not going to know when they look at Park MGM. They're going to be like, ooh, what is this? And then walk in for the first time and be like, going, this is Park MGM? But if that gets them no, there... No, they're going to walk... I, I, with all due respect, Karen, I think they're going to walk in there and go, oh, this is the new Park MGM? Hmm. Looks like the Monte Carlo. But and they've lost, and then you've lost that that awe, that newness to the person walking in. But if these are people that only come to Vegas randomly, and they just happen to see, you know, whatever the deal was online that they got, unless it's a regular. Okay. If it's a regular, I agree with you completely, because they're gonna be like, all right, and now it's the park, and they walk in, and it's like it's still under construction, it's still fucked up, what the hell? If it's a random everyday person coming to Vegas, and it's the new park, MGM, on the Strip. They okay. they will sucker people into going to stay there. I follow where you're going. If these aren't regulars and they're like, "What is this? Uh, this is terrible." So like, Tony, going, the regulars are going to be offended. Yeah, it's like I don't know when the fuck you're coming back. I'm not trying to impress you. The right. next time you come, I'll have another. This this will look different. Because You'll anyone that pays then. attention knows that we're still under construction, and they're going to know not to book right now. But you're the newbie. You've never been here before. I'm going to sucker you in with this. Oh, they're throwing comp rooms around left and right. We've had comp room offers. Yeah. Well, I, I say I say comp, and knowing that it's fucking like yeah. forty bucks a night for the right. goddamn resort the, fee. The <laughs> Um, no, but I mean, I guess I, I just, they're trying to draw the random people in. The regulars know it's still under construction. The regulars aren't going to go stay there yet. And if, if they claim they're a regular, they're going to go stay and they're offended when it's still under construction, <laughs> then they're not paying attention. Yeah. And they're not a regular. It's a, it's a really valid point. I, I didn't think about, like, while I was while I was trying to make my random person argument, <laughs> you just stood it on its head and like going, yeah, but those aren't the people that they're concerned right. about. And if, and if, quite honestly, those newbies come in and they sign up for a player card with MGM, then fine. You, then you start throwing them deals to go to you know, Excalibur or Luxor or whatever they might consider a lower end to get them to come back to an MGM property. And at that point, the park is now being marketed as they're, you know, new. This is designed to keep the rooms filled while it's under construction. Because anyone that knows isn't going to go stay there because they know that the whole place is a mess. It's clever. I stand corrected. I was right. Yes. (laughs) All right. Is that me? Uh, I'm next, right? Okay. I got, I got so excited when you said you stood corrected. I was like, wait, this is my turn. Okay. As a reminder, Scotch 80 Prime, Palm's new steakhouse, and Scotchateria. Yes. I said it right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I read it before, and I had it in my head. I was like, oh, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Officially opens at the property on May 18th for those that like to partake in such grown-up recreational Gro- activities. Grown's up. you got to say it with the plural. That's more fun. Oh, I'm sorry. All grown for those up. for those that like to partake in such grown up recreation. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, starting May 17th, every Thursday from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m., Flamingo will host an LGBT-friendly night swim pool party called Electric Safari. Admission is free, or at least it is if you register per their event bright page. We will have a link on the blog for those of you interested. I but, love that it's a, a, a. Oh, it's just a friendly. I'm uh, sorry. I thought I saw family in there someplace. I'm like, oh, they're LGBT families. LGBT family. 
Yeah. <laughs> All wow. right, so there would be so many things wrong with that. Nothing to do with it being LGBT, but the fact that it's it's a night party. At oh, from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, that would be bad. Bring the family poolside. No, 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 it's LGBT. Keep it, Billy, wake up. Keep your five-year-old up until 3 a.m. It's fine. <laughs> They'll get to hear the unts, 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 unts all night long. Right. Good. All right. I read that wrong. And that's got to wear those neon necklaces. <laughs> and, then, and then you have all the... Uh, the crazies that are like, see, I told you they were terrible parents. They have nightclub parties for their kids in Vegas. That sounds like awesome parenting to me. I know, right? It's like one, hey, hey. You're, you're going to get the college life out of their system so fast. By the time they go to college, you'll be like, uh-uh, I'm studying. I ain't doing this shit anymore. The most well-adjusted children on the planet ever. I did read that wrong. Sorry. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. Amy Schumer is performing at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan Friday and Saturday, August 10th and 11th, and again on November 2nd and 3rd. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $60. Adam Lambert and Queen will be in residency at the Park Theater at Park MGM. <laughs> I, I, I tripped me up there. That was for a, a second. Freudian slip, too. It was. <laughs> it wasn't even intentional. Uh, formerly known as the Monte Carlo. For select dates throughout September, starting September 1st, shows start at 8 p.m., tickets start at 72 bucks. Newfound Glory is performing at the Brooklyn Bowl in the Link Promenade Friday, June 15th. Show starts at 6.30 p.m., tickets start at $26. Drew Hill is performing at the Brooklyn Bowl, Woo. Brooklyn Bowl in the Link Promenade Friday, June 22nd. Show starts at 7 p.m. and gets started at $35. Method Man and Red Man are performing at Brooklyn Bowl at the Link Promenade on Friday, July 6th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 38 bucks. You know, it's funny. I've always looked at like it. When you look at it, it's clearly Method Man, right? Because there's two, two, there's two words. Right. So is is it Redman? Is it Method Man Probably. and Redman? I, I've always heard it said uh, No, Redman, no. I know he so. wants it to be Redman, but he's spelling it where what appears to be yeah. Redman. Really? You're, you're going to go grammatical on Redman. It is. Hey, hey, Redman. It's two syllables. It's a two syllable word. I don't think, I don't think that's a good idea. I really don't. Right. Exactly. And lastly, Jimmy World is performing at Brooklyn Bowl on the Link Promenade Thursday, September 13th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $30. Can you imagine how awesome it would be to live in Vegas and just say, holy shit, I've always wanted to see Jimmy Eat World. They're going to be at the Brooklyn Bowl on Thursday. I can. Let's go. I can vividly imagine. I think what that it would, would be, be like, Karen. incredible. I agree. I agree. It would be amazing. I feel like there's some foreshadowing. <laughs> that is totally a concert I want to go see. Oh, should we say from? Was it last week's show that we were talking about? Um, because Garbage is is uh, performing. I said in something Vegas? on Twitter. So they are performing their second album, 2.0, yes. in its entirety. Yes. Because it's the 20th anniversary or something. Like that. And we're going to go see them, but not in Vegas. Yeah, not in Vegas. We, we found a direct flight to Houston. Right, yeah. Houston, yeah. <laughs> like, I was looking for direct flights where they would be. <laughs> right. So, so, yeah, so we're going to go to Houston for a minute and go see Garbage, which I'm so excited about. Cool. Well, don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all of the artists we report on on our coming attractions calendar, which is on the blog. Now, let's check the river. Karen, do you want to read the uh, listener feedback? I'm good with read, reading either one, but I, or I can read them both. It's up to you guys. Uh, you read them both. First up, our dear Canadian buddy, Mitchell Ledbetter, had something to say. Oh, Lord. Buckle up. Yeah, a rant, if you will. Oh, he's not happy with us. Dear 360 Vegas podcast, fuck you and your karma donations. I tried it for Vegas Vacation 4. Gambling sucked. I tried again for Vegas Vacation 5. Horrible worse than nothing. So here, just take my money, take me out back, kick me, kick me in the nuts and call me Clark. Oh, 
wish I hadn't fucked that up. <laughs> he says in parentheses, still not funny, by the way. Screw you, Mitchell. <laughs> this then, guy doesn't like Vegas Vacation, the movie. I, and 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 let's even let's even better contextualize it. He's a huge fan of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. Yeah. Okay, I've yeah. never seen it, so I can't judge. Well, that, but I love Vegas Vacation. No, so I, what, is, I, what the hell I, is I, wrong I, with you? Yeah. You don't like that movie? I assure you, if there's something that you can judge without ever seeing, it's Fear and Loathing. It's <laughs> <Fear laughs> right. bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then he goes on to say, "Kidding, of course. Thank you for everything." No, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for everything and can't wait for all the new stuff coming down the pipeline. See you in a couple weeks. Love you all. Cheers, Mitchell. I'd like to reiterate that uh, we have never said that a karma donation will give you good luck in gambling. What I would like to point out is 360 Vegas Vacation 4. He met all of us, and I would argue that That's we are super close friends. karma. And, Things of you know, it, it's exactly like uh, his, what more could he ask for? His life radically changed at that improved. point. So I would argue improved. I guess improved. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I would say uh, karma took you out back and blew you in ways that you didn't know were possible. <laughs> right. Blew With the your fucking mind. Yeah. Reach around, <laughs> pinky in the, in the in the asshole. Whatever it is you wanted, <laughs> karma gave it to you. I was trying you. to be subtle. Mark just went right. Karma <laughs> gave it to you. So yeah, one hundred percent of the time, still, still, okay. still win. Enough of right. that. <laughs> and then we got our, and then last one, uh, Karen. We've got our buddy, uh, Dr. Taylor Jew. He's got something to say. Aww. He said to be used for pet sitting, three sixty Vegas Asgard and three sixty kitties. See you at Vegas Vacation Six, Taylor and Tara. Aw, thank you. And I hope Tara's feeling better. She had a wisdom teeth though. Uh, she was, yeah, she was, she was feeling rough. Uh, it looks what so what is she a junior in high school? I know, right? No, I didn't have mine out. Well, my last one out until later. Your last one. No, no, no. Out. She's yeah. super young and Taylor super old. Right. right? That's the, exactly. <laughs> so that's gonna do it for episode number two hundred and sixty-seven. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is three sixty vegaspodcastcom you can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show, which is patreon.com slash 360vegas. Of course, you can support the show by purchasing things through our affiliates like Amazon.com, Earth Limos, or just make a PayPal donation. Further, you can buy merchandise from our store, which is zazzle.com slash 360vegas. Or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send some uh, feedback, written or audio, much like Taylor and Mitchell did, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. And if you aren't sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, you can. Uh, we do have instructions on how to do that as well on the blog's main page. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360vegas. Tony. Karen. I'm at Karen Mark. One show left till 360 Vegas Vacation 6. Oh my gosh. So, till next time. Yay.